World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, thanks for getting up here with me today. Excuse me. A little frog there in that throat. Uh, 1,800... 36. That's how many shows we've done. <laughs> this is show 1,836. I was thinking yesterday, last night actually, of uh, how this show really changed, changed my life. And by, by my, by, what, I'm, what I mean by that is, look, look when, I, when I come in here this morning, oh, producer says 1,837. Maybe I can't spell. 1,837. Uh, I, I want you to know this. I don't want this to sound holy or righteous or anything other than that. <clears throat> a lot of times when I bring uh, when I bring a subject to the table, remember I told you this? I bring a big piece of steak and I throw it on the table and we cut it up and eat it. That's what we do. And I try as much as possible to allow this to be a, how, how do I say this right? A, a, I don't want to say doctrine-free zone, but really, I want it to be, I want you to be able to come here and throw on your table whatever, whatever you think. Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't know all the truth, neither do you. And if you think you do, you better check your heart. Because I'm going to tell you this. No matter who you are, no matter what you know, you learned it from somebody else. Will somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. Everything you know. Everything you know, somebody tell Amen. And so I think we have to be really, really careful that we think we have the corner on the truth. <clears throat> because uh, the truth is far, far, far deeper than what we can even really understand. I was thinking about uh, the, show, the show that we did yesterday was probably one of the most profound shows we've ever done. Because I, I hope at the end of the show, I don't know about you, I thought about it all day long. I, I, didn't, leave, I didn't leave yesterday's show thinking I had it all figured out. I left yesterday's show thinking, man, I don't know anything. How many would agree with me on that? And I think, see, I think, I think that's good. It's not about agreement. On sometimes it is. Certainly on certain issues, it, it's about agreement. But we have to understand that denominations are there because of disagreements. They don't agree. And then they say, well, we'll agree to disagree, but they don't really. They agree to disagree, going away believing they are right. And can I tell you something? You're not always right. I'm not always right. But I try to do the best that I can to bring, uh, what's a a good adjective? Edgy subjects to the table. That when we're done, we scratch our heads and say, man, I never looked at it that way. Never looked at it that way. Wow. That's what I try to do. That's what I tried to do yesterday. It's 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 like every morning. The Holy Spirit just asked me this most stupid of questions. Seems stupid, profound. Maybe stupid is not the right word. A profound question, I answer it, but I don't answer it. I answer it and then I think. I said, whoa, what? wait a minute. Huh? That's how we grow. And that's what I want to do here. I want you at the end of the day thinking all day about what you heard and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. That's, that's what I... That's what I hope. That's what I hope. I, I Listen, I don't want to believe it if it's not true. And if it's true, I want to believe it. And uh, as I've said often, you can dig in that Bible and you can find something to support about any position you come up with. That's how we have people who can support homosexuality. They think they can find that in the Bible. Well, they can find that in the Bible, but you know, you know why they can find it in the Bible? Because they don't understand the true nature of God. They don't understand it. So I'm going to talk about today 
the big question I put to myself uh, before we get rolling here, we are really sort of already rolling, is uh, what's characteristic of God? What is, what, what's God's most defining characteristic? Oh, I know what it is because I wrote it down. Love. Is that God's only characteristic? Think about you. Somebody says, or, or let's think about me because I'm the celebrity. <clears throat> What's Coach Dave really like? Ask my wife. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, I'm a lot of different things in a lot of different situations, just like you are. And we limit God to just to love. And we love to love. We go around and tell everybody how much God loves them. As if that's his only characteristic. Yeah, I know the Bible says God is love. I, I understand that. That's one of his characteristics. What are some of the other characteristics of God? We're going to talk about that today. Uh, let's pray for Stephanie, her, her, uh, her daughter-in-law, having some more issues. I don't know if she's back in the hospital or not. Stephanie, we'll continue to lift you up. Silver. Uh, Craig, you sent me something from Silver today. I couldn't get, I couldn't get it to open or play, whatever. Pray for Silver. Pray that those golden tones get back. Mark Mattingly stands in needs of, need of prayer. By the way, some of you out there, if you just, uh, if we're a true fellowship here, call some of these guys. You know, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call Clay. Say, hey, Clay, pray for me. Wait, I just, I'm not going to do that. And mo- most of us aren't that way either. But if you know that there's a brother that's really, a sister that's really, really struggling, come on, man. Give, give him a call. I called Mark Mattingly yesterday, and I'll pat myself on the back. And I could hear in his voice how encouraged he was. He sits home all, but he's on dialysis, sits home by himself waiting for a kidney. He's always cheerful. But I know he, I know he's blessed that I called him. Care for one another here, will you? All of us, let's, let's do that. Um, I want to play a pro, I'm, I'm going somewhere, okay. Bobby made this promo. I, Bobby did a great job out there, Bobby. This is a promo on our Kentucky huddle. And I would ask all of you, if you would, it's about three minutes, share this with it. Share this, folks. There ought to be hundreds of people that come to this event, but they don't. They don't know about. Go ahead and play this real quick, Lee. America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church, while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah vexes us all. When it gets to the point where people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's the sign that judgment of God is going to fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up, church, it's now. And as the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim that it's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, we want God in America again. I believe it's time, America, to stand up and proclaim that one nation under God is our demand. Resistance Chicks, we have with us the one, the only, Mr. Mike Adams in studio down here in Texas. We could not be more excited to be here with you. Mike, we're going to talk about East Palestine, which is we're from Ohio, and you've got some stuff about the dioxins. You've got the molecules sitting here on this table. I investigated the proposed COVID-19 vaccine, and this is my alarm call to the world. Um... I looked at the pros and cons, and it frightens me. And I want you to know about this. You need to be very well informed because this new vaccine is not like your normal flu vaccine. This is something very different. This is something brand new. This is something completely experimental on the human race. And it's not just about being a different vaccine. There are technologies that are being introduced with this vaccine that can change the way we live, who we are, and what we are, and very quickly. You don't burn it and put a poison gas cloud in the air that goes everywhere and kills everywhere. people for 100 miles. Yeah. Right. I mean, that and is... goes into the water system, well, which I saw on your Twitter there, the person throwing that rock into it. And then you see, yeah, so we, it's we, in the water, which we, now goes into, it goes all across the United States. We have that clip. Maybe Producer Colton can pull that up there. But we, uh, there, you, there. You, That's you, you, you look at this Twitter. and there's hundreds of these online of, of yeah. the clean water, the, the, yeah. the, the messenger RNA to start replicating on its own and and go over and over and over again, creating these little pieces of virus spike proteins inside of our body for our body to create an antibody against. This is what Bill Gates has said. Yes, human beings can become their own vaccine manufacturing machine. Are you at war? Okay, you can stop that. You don't need to listen to me. Okay, folks, take take this, put it in the chat, share this with people. This, are you talking about Kiri Made? Tom Renz, 
Sherry Tenpenny? All in the same place? The chicks? Come on! Come on! And folks, we're gonna have a lot of we're gonna we're gonna get questions and answers from Tom. You got a you wanna know a legal question from Tom Renz about what they did to your uncle? Is there do you have any recourse? You're gonna have a QA, an opportunity to ask Tom Renz what, what we should do. Yes, you're gonna have the opportunity to do a question and answer with Sherry Tenpenny. Hey doc, I did this, what should I do? You can do the same thing with Carrie Made, right? Come on, man. Come on, spread this far and wide with everybody, okay? Cool. Got that down. Don't forget this weekend. Uh, we're going to be down in, uh, in uh, where am I going to be? Down in Brookville, Ohio. That event down there. Excited about that. A lot of good stuff going on. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, so look, I'm jumping in and diving in, pulling hair, hair back, head for quad. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. <clears throat> Kindergarten Christianity. I've been thinking about it all day when I came up yesterday. We uh, People are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and we are so... God, we're so freaking shallow in our in our relationship with God. We're so shallow. He's the King of the Kings and the Lord of the Lords. I, I, I put a note over here. <clears throat> Do you think he's King of Kings? And if you really thought he was King of Kings, what, that, what would that look? What would that look like? If the American Christian, the American Church really believe that Jesus Christ was the king of kings. What would that look like? Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? It'd be like my wife saying to me, why do you call me honey, and then go, whatever, go do whatever. What do you do? Why would you do that? Don't call me honey if I'm not honey. Like I say all the time, Myra, good morning, all you beautiful people. They ain't all beautiful people. Stop it. You with me, folks? Our words, our, our words need to be lined and laced with truth. Other words, I hope you're listening out there. Flattery is a sin. Flattery is a sin. You think you think I'm making it up? Pull up flattery real quick. Boy, the Holy Spirit just hit me with this one. Because we do that because we we think it's Christian, right? Flattery, false praise. I hate it when people say, when people puff me up before, like I'm going to speak to a group and they give this, people say, Coach, can you write down an introduction for me? I think, what the hell for? What? An introduction? Here's Coach Dave. Get out of my way, right? But what? No, we don't do that. We want false praise, condemnation bestowed for the purpose of gaining favor and influence or to accomplish some person, adulation, absequitiousness. What? Weedling. We don't even know what those words mean, do we? Hey, Spencer, see if you do. What is obsequiousness? What is that? Weedling. I want to know what those words are. Ready obedience, prompt compliance with the orders of a superior. In other words, you're kissing butt. Boom. Huh? Yeah. Flattery. Weedling. What's weedling? The act of flattering or enticing. Stop it. Now, there's a difference between encouraging somebody and giving them false praise. Ooh, this... I'll try to get off this horse. I've been wanting to get on it a while. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And quit saying nice things to people that are not true. Anybody think I'm crazy? I don't care if you, I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care. I hate somebody who flatters me. In fact, I get really uncomfortable with people who, when I say nice things, I look, you better be careful. If you like flattery. If you like the approval of man, you're on your way to you're on your way to trouble, baby. Amen. Man. Amen. I'm just telling you. And the Bible says that you'll know the truth, and if you know the truth, it'll set you free. Don't say you know flattery, you'll be set free. You'll believe what everybody else says about you, you'll be set free. I had one of those uh uh, I saw, I saw uh, something popped up on my computer the other day, Miley Cyrus. I talked about her the other day, Miley Cyrus. And 
she she appears on uh she's all tattooed now that's i guess that's a new thing she appears on uh facebook where do you look for my Cyrus? it popped up on there i didn't go looking for my Cyrus. she pops up on my on facebook there she is she got tattoos on she's shown shown as much of her titties as she can she's shown the crack of her ass and see those words bother you this is the way the world talks folks right and i'm thinking what is there about that girl? And I'm looking at, I feel sorry for her. Why would anybody emulate her? And what is it about her that makes her think she has to show her titties and her butt? What? What? Do you guys feel comfortable when people are looking at you? Does anybody feel comfortable about it? Yeah, Miley Cyrus and all those people that we idolize, they make money because people are looking at them. And then they say, well, don't look at me. Who are you staring at? Right? I don't know where I'm going today, but this is good. Here's where I'm going today. We believe Jesus is king of kings or not. And if we believed he was king of kings, what would that look like? What would that, in your life right now, if you believed he was king of kings, Lord of all, what would, would your life be different? Come on now, huh? I'm burrowing in here. If you really said that he was king of kings and lord of lords, your life would be entirely different. Your walk would be entirely different. Now, let me let me sort of pop the collection head a little bit more because what they've tried to tell us is God is love. All right? Well, what's love? Is love... Myra is love saying, good morning, all you beautiful people, when they're not all beautiful people. Is that love, Myra? I'm not making fun of you, Myra. I'm just using it as an example. Is that love? Is love, is flattery love? Is telling people things that are not true, is that love? You say, well, coach, I'm just trying to encourage you. I, told, I don't know if Brett's listening out there. I told, I told Brett, hey, Brett, quit calling me the world's greatest football coach. I'm not. Will you stop it? Stop calling me the world's greatest football coach. I'm not. Now, if you want to say I'm one of them, eh, we could even argue about that, but I'd feel a little bit better than that, right? Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And then yeah. you, here's what you're going to find out is going to happen in your life. You're going to find a dividing line because some people don't like the fact that you're speaking the truth. They'd rather have flattery. Amen. Oh, I tell you, I'm right. I'm on that. I'm on that horse this morning, right? Huh? The, the Bible speaks about flattery, does it not? Doesn't the Bible? Hey, do that real quick, Spencer. I wasn't ready for this, but let's go there. What does the Bible say about flattery? See if that's a see if that's a good thing. It says something about a flattering tongue, a flattering tongue, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What does the Bible say about it? a man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet? Whoever hates disguise, whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. Oh, that's I don't like that. Thanks, Stephanie. Whoever rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. I will not show partiality to any man or use flattery towards any person, for I do not know how to flatter, else my maker would soon take me away. For such persons do not serve our Lord. Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destructive. The throat is an open grave. They flatter with, you want me to go on and 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 on? Because speaking the truth, by the way, oh Lord, thank you. God is love. Oh boy, that's hanging on every church Every homosexual church in the world's got that sign hanging up, baby. God is love. Love thy neighbor. Love. That'd be good. What is love? What is love? We don't even know what it is. Jesus is truth. How can I flatter somebody with something that's not true and say I love them? You with me? I'm not picking on you, Brett. I see your hand up. I wouldn't pick it on you. I'm just trying to open all of our eyes that we go around saying things that are not true. Because why? We've been taught to be nice. Look, I don't want somebody to be nice to me. I want want somebody to come up and say, hey, coach, there's snot hanging out of your nose. 
I don't want to come up to me and say, oh, coach, you look so handsome with that stuff running out of your nose. See, there's a difference in it, right? There's a difference in those two things. And you are most like Christ when you speak the truth because truth is love. Can't separate. Amen. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been wanting to. Truth is love, Dave. Truth is love. Lying is not love. It's not love. Now, hang on. Lying to protect? Uh, Maybe I can get away. Maybe I can. Okay. Because look, I understand the nature of God, right? If God is love, then if my, if I, I've used this illustration before, Michelle got a haircut yesterday. It looks beautiful. She looked really cute yesterday. But if she were, she and I were going to go out to eat tonight and she put her hair in some kind, she put, I don't know, did something to her hair, doesn't look good. And she says to me, "Uh, honey, how, how do I look? And I'm thinking, you look freaking stupid. Do I tell her? Or do I say, oh, honey, you look, yeah, you look great. What, what do I do? What would love do? Tell her. I would say, honey, you look like a fool. Go put something else on, will you? Hey, hey, sweetheart, I hate to tell you this, but when you wear those pants, it goes clear up the crack of your butt. And uh, you do look good. You look really good, honey. But every man in that place is going to know you look good. And I don't think that's, I don't think, I don't think you want men looking at it. That's love, folks. That, that's love. You with me? You picking it up? And see, we've been conditioned in our churches to say only the things that will not offend others. If you say something that might offend someone, well, you're not loving. Amen. Huh? So give me some booms. Give me some booms out there. Give me some booms. The boom. Boom. Bam. Boom. 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 Yep. yep. And if you're going to lie to me about one thing, then you're probably going to lie to me about another. If you're going to say good morning, beautiful people, and we're not all beautiful people, how can I believe the next thing you're going to say? Kaboom. Oh, man, 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 man. So we have got to do what? We've got to tame that tongue. Because the Lord, how about this? And Oh, Lord, thank you. Boy, I'm goosebumping with truth. He puts his word above his name. <laughs> Because if his word's no good, his name is no good, see? So he don't flatter. The Lord don't flatter. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. He just kind of cuts right to the truth. He just kind of cuts right to it. You you ever noticed that about him? And sometimes you don't like it, but he don't fool around. He don't flatter and tell you what a great Christian you are. Oh, he's just nice, sweetest thing ever. God don't deal like that, man. See, that's our problem. Because I had somebody say to me the other day, and they said, uh, if God was love. See, they think God is love, and they don't know what love is. And they said, uh, if God is love, why would he let that happen to that poor little girl? Well, you don't. I don't have that answer, but you sure as hell don't have it either. Because God is a lot more than love. And if you knew what love really was, then you'd be able to figure it out. See, the the Lord loves justice and judgment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't be bringing that one here. Who are you to judge? But the Bible says he loves justice and judgment. That's why he sent his son. Because he couldn't. God, oh, man, is it over me. God so loved. Are you listening? Hey, Betty, do this. You guys pull your ears. I don't want you to miss this one, okay? Huh? Clean it out. Get some Q-tips. Huh? Huh? Bible says this in John. Hey Spencer, real quickly, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blast him out of the water here. John three sixteen. Pull it up there. Mm. 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 We all know it. Most famous verse in all the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Time out. What does the Lord love? What does he love? The world. The world. The cosmos. Everything he created. He loves it. Sorry, more than you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He loves it more than you. He loves the world. All things work together for good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I hate to tell you this. I don't care what they told you in your church. You ain't that special that God just did everything just for you. It's all about a love of the world that everything would function and operate the way it's supposed to. And he put me and you 
here so that we can help the world function in the way it's supposed to function. Why? Because he loved the world. Boom. Oh, my goodness. He loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son that whosoever with him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because if he ever got you on his team living the way he wanted you to live, the world would expand and be glorious. Amen. But they told us in church that that verse right there means he died because you're so special and he has a wonderful plan for your life. Can somebody tell me where the Bible says that God has a wonderful plan for your life? I'm going to wait. I'm going, Michelle, you listening? Somebody tell me where it says that he has a wonderful plan for your life. One scripture where he says it. It's not. It's in Joel Osteen's books. What's that? It's in Joel Osteen's books. It's in Joel Osteen's book. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and give you a home. But I don't say it's a wonderful plan. Where does it ever say it's a wonderful plan? Can I tell you something? Jesus didn't have such a wonderful plan, did he? I bet he's walking through and saying, great, thanks, Dad. Thought you loved me. Everywhere I go, they're whacking on me. They're saying things. Ah, wonderful plan. No, see, the wonderful plan is to expand his will, not yours. His wonderful plan for your life is how you plug in to his kingdom and how he'll use you in his kingdom. And sometimes you get whipped to advance his kingdom. Amen. Oh, this is this is worth a million dollars. And so what happens? Somebody becomes a Christian. I can name I can name three of them right now. Right now. Three people that I know who came who became Christians. And within six months of their life, they had a horrible. Horrible thing hit their life, and they walked away from their faith. Because why? Well, the pastor told them God had a wonderful plan for him. God loved them. And they said, well, how could a loving God ever do that? Well, because you don't understand. It isn't about you. And the men have free will. And that your son got killed because some dude was drinking beer. If that dude hadn't been drinking beer, your son would still be alive. Don't blame God on it. Don't blame that on God. You say, yeah, but he could have intervened. Well, sure, he could have intervened. But once he intervened, your free will's gone. If, if, if God could intervene, if God was micromanaging everything, we wouldn't be in this mess. He didn't micromanage everything. He put me and you here. He put us here to expand his kingdom. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's pretty bland, isn't it? That's a pretty bland scripture. But there ain't nothing in there talking about how special you are and how much God loves you. What are the characteristics of God? Oh, man. How do you, how do you love somebody you don't even know? Hmm? Oh, 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 I heard it, Lord. Oh, did I hear that? Some of you fell in love and got married and found out it wasn't really love. You can give me a thumbs up. Go ahead. You can give me a thumbs up. You got married for what you thought was love, and it wasn't really love. It wasn't really love. Because, see, they didn't tell you what love was. Hmm? Yeah, they, you got married because you thought love was the sexual experience and boy everybody loves that <laughs> we all love that one boy but then when you got to get up and live the rest of the day with that person whoo <laughs> now it's tested and they say well, i i guess when i said for better for i guess i didn't really mean that i meant for better about that worst part no no i didn't i didn't sign up for that worst part <laughs> no 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 nope sorry i'm banging it today aren't i huh there's so much truth coming through this screen that i don't even know what to say <clears throat> Hang on, I'll open it up just a minute. So we don't really, the average Christian, if you were to pin them down, those wonderful people, Myra, if we were to pin down all those beautiful people, they couldn't even tell you the characteristic of God. Janine says, put up a dictionary. Go to Webster's and put up world. Go, to, go back to Webster's, put up world. What does it say? For God so loved the world world the universe the whole system of created globes or vast bodies of water 
the earth, the terraqueous globe, sometimes called the lower world, the heavens, is when we speak of the heavenly world or upper world. Systems of beings or the orbs which occupy space and all the beings which store them. That's Hebrews 11. God hath in those last days spoken to, to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. There may be other worlds. We talked about that yesterday. Where the inhabitants have never violated their allegiance to their almighty sovereign. What if God has another world? Not another planet. Get your mind off of it. Another world. We talked about dimensions yesterday. What if we're just one of them? Worlds of secular life, public life or society, business or troubled life. So God so loved the terracus globe, <laughs> the heaven. He loved all of it more than he loved little old you. Now he loves little old you. But you're just part of the creation that he put here to manage this part that we're on. We have misplaced love. Because we don't even know what it is. All right, all right, hang on, hang on. Um, question. I, I, I see some of you. I'm going to ask this question. You can throw it in there if you want to or not. You don't have to answer it. We'll go, I'll go to the questions. <clears throat> what is love? How would you recognize it? What is it? Now, don't get into agape and eros and all. I understand. I understand all that. How do I know? How do I know if my wife really loves me? How do I know if I really love her? You ready for this, folks? How do you know if you love your children when you want to just knock their teeth out? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Right. Knowing that, knowing that they need their teeth knocked out. You can say amen there too. Say, right, right. Amen. Because whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, want to knock their teeth out and lay down your life for them. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because we don't understand. We, we are kindergarten Christians. We tip our dough, toe in the water of Christianity. And we don't go any deeper. Our pastors don't take us any deeper. They stay on the love boat. It was Gavin Newsom or whatever, not Newsom, Gavin McGinnis, the guy who used to be the captain on the love boat. That's your pastor. He's on a cruise out there with Dale. Cruising on the love boat. Love everybody. Don't judge anybody. Don't say anything mean. Don't stand up and push back. Be quiet. Sit in the corner. Just be a good little Christian. I don't know if I got it all out of me yet or not. I'm going to play this and I'm going to open it up. The drug to stop noticing. This is this is a, play that Spencer. This is this is most this is most Christians. Ready? Are you guys ready? Here's here's most Christians. Go ahead. After collapsing on the football field. After collapsing in the middle of the game. Collapsing during the game. Collapsing on the tennis court. Suddenly collapsing. The player collapsed, collapsed and died after collapsing. Are you tired of being called a conspiracy theorist? Do you see patterns where other people don't? Are your relationships with your friends and family suffering as a result? Well, then ask your doctor about Noticinol. Noticinol is an FDA-approved drug that helps people afflicted by chronic noticing. It works by suppressing the part of your brain responsible for critical thinking so you can get back to living carefree. Side effects of taking Noticinol may include, but are not limited to, heart attacks, sudden adult death syndrome, storming the Capitol, unironically enjoying late-night television, and in rare cases, Bryant's delteritis. People who take Noticinol once a day report up to a 97% decrease in noticing. Do your own research to find out if Noticinol is right for you. You can't stop coincidences from happening, but you can stop noticing them. And now, for more severe cases, try extra-strength Noticinol Jew. Say goodbye to noticing once and for all. Noticinol. Noticinol. No, noticinol. Yeah, pulpits are full of those noticinols. Come on in, George and Gene. God is even a jealous God. Yes, he, he rebukes is. us with a rod. And yeah. if he doesn't rebuke us, then he tries us by the fire. We're tried in the fire. 
we can't, I can't know joy unless I've been tried in the fire a lot. And I am hated by everybody because I'm not scared to tell everybody about this. That's why mm-hmm. I'm hated. Well, God is God is love and Jesus is truth. And it seems to me you ought to be speaking a lot of truth. <laughs> if you love the Lord, that's, what, I, that's kind of the way I see it. Gino, what do you think? Can't hear you, Gene. Still muted, Gene. You're still muted, Gene. Now, okay, thank you. I've asked God many times to forgive me for not understanding love because I don't know if I actually understand it. But another question is, what is love? Does God really know everything? Hmm. Because Uh, does he know that I was going to become a Christian before I did? If he did, then my free will is over with. It's gone. There's no free will. Well, that's why I see that. So, Gino, that's it's what we my that. choice whether I want to follow him or not. And that's what he wants. Is that what love is? Mm. Well, that gets into a deep theological question, right? Whether you were selected or you right. part of the elected. Did you choose God or did God choose you? That's a whole theological debate there, right? Mm. Can I tell you this? If anybody goes to hell, they must not be that valuable to God. Hmm. Oh, I think it's your choice. But anyway, okay. All right, all right. right. Quit muddying the water. Just kidding, Gene. Just kidding. Michelle, come on in. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Good morning, team. So, what you were talking about with you know why why would God allow bad things? It it just it's the Book of Job. It's really the Book of Job. And um, you know, the first couple times reading that book, I did not get it. And I think I've got it now because. Job can't see the full picture and his friends can't see the full picture. His wife can't see the full Mm -hmm. picture. And then finally, when God shows up, God doesn't give an explanation to Job. He doesn't say, well, Job, you know, the Hasatan came to me and I'm proving this point to the, the school up in heaven. No, he doesn't do that. He says, Job, where were you when I made the planet and the solar system and everything in it? Um, so he doesn't, explain what he shows job is the real question is what is the big picture because obviously i'm not getting it if i believe you're a just god then what's going on in my life is falling into some kind of plan and um what you said about intervention if god were to intervene then he is truly taking away free will and that is what's playing out here rochelle it's simple we're to serve him. He's not to serve us. Right, we, we exactly. Totally and at the, end of, at the end of the story, when God gives Job tw- double, twice as much, is it because Job passed a test or something? No, no. He did it because every everybody can have good. The, the moral of the story was good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And we don't get to know why while we're here. But there is some type of underlying reason for our struggles. And we just have to accept that. It's just one of those mysteries that humans hate. Thanks, Amen. Coach. Yeah. yeah. All of it, look, look, it's all just consequences of sin, disobedience, right? And it's funny you mentioned that because Job, because that, uh, that's what God said. Hey, dude. He said, hey, where were you? He said, uh, by the way, what authority do you even ask me that question, Job? Who the hell are you? Isn't that what he said? Huh? He said, why don't you just shut up and obey? Try that one, dude. Just keep your mouth shut and do what I've asked you to do. And you and I will get along just fine. Because, see, we have an inverted God. We think God is so loving and caring that he doesn't care about anything. Everything goes with him. Oh, he's just such a loving, sweet guy. Do whatever you want. He'll forgive you. Oh, he forgives you. Coach, I don't like listening to you because you, you're harsh. and You don't give people hope. That's right. I don't flatter him. I don't lie to him. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. I wish I could speak in Joel Osteen's church. I'd empty that thing about 15 minutes. It'd be great. Come on in, Reggie. You asked a question, Coach. I want to answer it according to my, you know, my, what I learned. You said, what is love? Well, Mm -hmm. the way I taught my children, the way I learned was the hard way. 
um, it it's be, it it's a sacrifice. It's not all joy and roses and it, it is a sacrifice every single day to wake up to love someone enough to get them back to the creator to love their soul to tell them the truth to to, to serve them i mean there's been days where dennis has pissed me off to a point where i want to i don't want to get up and i want to kick him out of that bed but i get up and i make him eggs and i serve his coffee and then you know i'm not saying i'm happy but i'm doing it because i remember the lord taught me love he said it is servitude he said it in John 13, Amen. 16. It's, it's, it's clear what it is. And then he says, greater is a man or no man who lays down his life for another. That is love. It is a sacrifice. It's not lust. It's not pleasure. It's not, yeah, my kids are so cute and I love, no, it's, I want their butts back in heaven with our creator as a family. And I'm going to say, do whatever it takes. And it's, it's, it's hard. Love is mm. hard. Amen. You know what? I was just thinking there, Reggie, as you, as you were talking, how many I can start with Betty. How many of you out there, first time you watched this show, said, I ain't watching that. <laughs> I, I'm not good. I, I hate it when that guy yells. I hate it. I ain't watching that. And then next thing you know, you're in here again. And you're in here again. And you said, what? You know what? There's love behind what he says. There's love behind what that guy says. Amen? Myra, come on in. And then Tim. Coach, apologize for the delay. Love is saying the truth about not everybody being beautiful. So I have Second Peter 1, 4 through 7, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, <laughs> that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped that corruption that is in the world through loss, and beside this giving all diligence, Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and temperance patience, and to the patience godliness, like um, Reggie was saying, patience and love, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Hallelujah. I never speak truth to hurt somebody. It might hurt them, but I never speak it to hurt them. You guys understand that? That's the old coach in me. I correct them. If you keep doing that, you're not going to play, dude. I love you enough. But can I tell you something else? I not only love you, I love the rest of the guys on this team. And I'm not going to put you out on that field and destroy everything else all these other guys are trying to do. That is love. It's not Love isn't always just personal. You understand? It's justice. The Lord loves justice and judgment. He loves them both. And if I, we say something or you hear, hear something, somebody says something to you, the first thing you better ask yourself is, is what they said true? And if what they said was true, then the problem's you. It ain't them. Boom. Tim Parker, come on. Then Ohio Brown will get bread in because he was in there early. And I didn't get him in. Go, Tim. Okay, right in the John 3 passage, the whole text, which is uh, where 316 comes from, you got to understand John 3, 8, where Jesus talks about Nicodemus. We do not choose our own birth. And Jesus likens physical birth with spiritual birth. Uh, I just... I got to say, I've been through the Bible many times. I don't find free will anywhere in the scripture. Hmm. And I want, I would love for somebody to, I understand we're free moral agents, but that doesn't mean free will. I'd love somebody to show me because what I think free will is, is Satan's empowerment to sin. Well, Tim, if there was truly free will, you wouldn't pay a price for it at the end, would you? Right. And. Huh? The other thing is, I would say about John 3.16, as I understand it, the weight should go on the soul, not on the love. And so what I mean by that is that God loved the world in this way that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So we put the emphasis on love. I don't think the love should be is that's not the word that should be emphasized it's method, that it's god a method. gave his son the method of love was giving that was his method right 
Yeah, amen. Amen. Well said. Well said. Brett. Hey, there's only a few players that can understand that the coach correcting you because he wants you on that field or you're going to okay. get replaced. I love and that. I, I, I'm thankful that you did that because you brought something to my attention that I needed to hear because one of the, the greatest acts, you must really hate someone if you don't tell the truth of the full gospel. Amen. Amen. See, folks, there's a difference between encouraging someone and saying something that's not true. There's a difference in those two things. I can encourage Betty without telling her the whole truth. I can do that. But if my encouragement doesn't work, Betty, I'm going to eventually tell you the truth. And then you're going to have to decide whether you like it or not, right? I'm, hey, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. Deal with it, sister, right? I'm, I love you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Laura, come on in. Good morning. Um, just a couple of things. Miley Cyrus's birth name on her birth certificate is Destiny Hope. Oh. <laughs> and and she we... stopped going to church because the church that she was going to in California, I read an interview, they wouldn't protect her from the paparazzi. So the paparazzi kept coming and she just stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a wounded girl, isn't she? Well, she's, she's been wounded. trafficked by her family. That's right. That's fame. right. Some, yep. That, right. Somewhere along and the then, line. Yep. Sad. You know, and you're yelling. It's not, I don't see it as yelling. I, when I heard you, I was like, thank goodness. You have passion and you're a coach. You're doing what you're called to do. Amen. Hey, and, you know, you know, go ahead, Laura. And, um, and like, and regarding will, you know, the Lord's prayer says thy will be done. Right. So it's when Jesus said, you're, when we get, but when we get saved, we exchange our will for his will and his, in his will is what's best for us. And we don't have to agree with it, you know, and, and he loves us and it's, and it's, we have to learn how to love. Well, we got to know what love is. Of it. <laughs> we got to know what we don't is. know what love is. That's We've been loved you know? by an abusive father, which is Satan, which has been lying to us. And once mm-hmm. we get introduced into the truth mm-hmm. and you, and you know, and you're passionate and you, and it comes across as yelling and you're not, you just, you, you're so in love with the Lord and he knows who you are. You just want to share that. And you're Amen. doing what you're called to do as a coach. So let me tell you something, uh, Laura, Ann. do you have any idea how much the men that I spoke to the 200 men I spoke to the other night, do you have any idea how much they loved me yelling to them? Do you have any idea? Do you guys have any idea how much they, how that spoke to their heart? Do you have any idea? Because they saw a man with passion, right? People don't get mad if you go to the Cleveland Browns game, paint up your face, and jump up and down, scream at the referees. They don't get mad about that. And there's a difference between speaking with passion and yelling to be abusive. And and there's a difference. Amen. Amen. My wife just sent me a text. She said, uh, for those of you who want to know, Oswald Chambers, up my utmost for his highest. Uh, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, he talks about God's love. Might be worth going there and checking it out. Because huh? we don't, we got it all wrong. We don't understand. We don't even understand love. We don't. We don't. We don't. Dave Allison, come on in, Dave. Yeah, I'm glad we touched on John three sixteen. I want to go back to that. Uh, there's a critical. We talk about change the words, change the world. Uh, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. The new translations say shall not. And when you change that word to shall not, mm. te- technically, everyone is saved. Mm. Well, yeah. And so, Dave, boy, I, that, man, folks, does that, that open, wow, that whosoever believeth in him should not, meaning they have the ability to not perish. Exactly. Exactly. But there's no, there's no guarantee there. Belief is the no. beginning, oh, right? Man. I never saw, I got goosebumps. I never, ever saw that. I never saw that, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. He said, ain't no excuse for it. <laughs> ain't no excuse. Shouldn't do it. But you can. You still can, but you shouldn't. Man, Dave, that's a catch. That's why I love the word. That's why I love. See, folks, God, thank you, Lord. You understand. I say this all the time in the midst of a sermon. Can you imagine if the pastor would shut up for a minute and let someone in the congregation 
speak up about what that verse just said to them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the growth that would occur? Because I never saw that. I never, Dave, I'm the preacher. How dare you interrupt, Dave? But the Holy Spirit said to you, look, man, that says should, not shall. Those aren't the same word. Wouldn't be able to do that in church, though, would you? Janine. The word love and joy are, um, they're feelings. They're not uh, solid. So we only get love and joy when we understand. And we use, um, gosh, I was listening to the last guy. He's right on because the words have been changed. If you use biblical understanding, you will feel love. You will feel joy. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you're not going, it, it all comes down to what you've said it to all today. Several times you've word the, used the word understand, understanding. Yeah, yep, yep. You know, Janine, I've had been a lot of times I felt like the Lord peed on me. Anybody out there felt like the Lord pissed on you? Huh? I never stopped loving him. I never got mad. I often said, what the hell? What are you doing? Well, I never I never lost faith in him. I never lost trust in him. Right? But if we believe that we serve a God who's only giving us a, a wonderful plan for your life, well, then you're going to get discouraged when that wonderful plan isn't necessarily your plan. When Psalm 37, 23 says, your steps are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in your way. It doesn't say you delight in your way. He delights in your way. <laughs> He orders your steps, and he delights when you follow him. You may that's not be where, having such. A, you may not be where, having such. A, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said may, that's what. Go ahead. <laughs> that's where people are going crazy with today's theology. It's a feeling instead of understanding who he is. Yep. You trust him. I trust him. Lord, I don't know why the heck you're doing this, but I trust you, Randy. Coach, you know, you started with, I'm trying to bring this back around. I know you are too, but you, you started with, if we really believed Jesus was king of kings, if we really understood what love was, Coach, the, the point of this is when we don't understand the full gospel, the full, the big picture, we have a lot of deviated teaching that's not the full gospel. And we come to, and what it produces is a bunch of people who are, compromised who are weak fake whatever and and the point is coach when you really want to get to the full gospel you throw out as soon as you hear the truth you throw out what you were taught if it was false that's right this is what we're trying to get to the people that really want to get to the truth and we're in the day when everybody says oh the truth everybody's seeking hungry for the truth well if (laughs) you really you will throw off all the fake phony false stuff that you were taught and you will be you will be untaught and that's what we're trying to get to, Coach. I appreciate you. Amen. 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 We don't have it. We don't understand. We don't understand the gospel. We don't understand love. We don't understand our role in it. We don't. We don't understand. We serve a king. We serve a king. And that, believe it or not, we are. We are bowing to the government, not to our king. All of us. All of us, we're bowing to close down your church and wear a mask. Well, no, Bible says to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Even more as we see that day approaching, we obey the government because see, we don't believe Jesus is King of Kings. We don't really, we don't really believe it. I mean, well, we say it, we can sing it, but we don't really believe that. Sorry, we don't really believe that. Come on in, Mark Trump. You've been trying to get in here. Then Roger Trump. Then Roger. Well, I tell you, you hit on so many things today, Coach, and I've been trying to, I got a nice analogy, but it's a long story, but I'll just say the human body, the human body, what would it be without an immune system? Mm. You would get a virus, and then what would happen? You'd die, right? Yes. So as more and more Christians become anti doing anything that's that's the world's immune system well mark that is so a great, god, totally god created 
God created the world, but then he put us here originally as a gardener coach. We were put in a garden. Our job was to take care of the world. We messed that up. Because he loved us. So, that's right. And then God put his number two in charge, his son, himself actually, here to train us. And we're still messing it up. Okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, he loves the world. He's doing everything he can to keep his creation alive. In the sentence, God so loved the world and those, he loved the world. Those is a separate word. God can't be what he loved. You know, his son can't be what he loved. Those can't be what he loved because the world is what he loved. It's sentence, break it apart. You've taught us that, coach. Yes. Wow. We're just wow. a byproduct of this system. We're bad farmers, and he's trying to fix the farmers to take care of the world. He needs an immune system. We're the body of Christ. We're the immune system for the planet, guys. Amen. And sometimes love ain't the right medicine, is it? Oh, man. Roger Weaver, did I lose you, Roger? I had to call you again, and you disappeared. Give you a second if you wanted. No. Clay? Roger, uh, Clay, you go ahead, and then Roger, if you want to come in after Clay, go ahead. Go ahead, Clay. When you asked about attributes of God, I wrote four of them down early on. Uh, He's true, dependable, in control, and unmistakable. And unchanging. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we ask ourselves what what exactly do we deserve, uh, we, we don't really deserve more than righteous judgment. (laughs) <laughs> but these people that are turning away from God, see, they're, they're expecting and counting on more than that. Ultimately, that's all we, we're supposed to get is righteous judgment. But if they don't get the grace and the mercy, no matter how they live their life or how they act, they think just because they believe in Jesus and they're not obeying Jesus that they deserve <clears throat> mercy and grace. But if they're not getting them and something happens, Say their health goes bad. But if you ask yourself, have you lived every single day of your life, a healthy life, ever since you were born? No, we haven't. But why do we expect God to just ultimately heal us every time we do something well, wrong? Well, here's, here's the good news, Clay. Huh? Here's the good news. This is judgment day coming for everybody. Every, every, you, think, you may think you're getting away with it, dude. You ain't getting away with it. Because why? God is just. He's just. He loves justice. At the end, you can play all the games you want to believe. You don't even have to believe in him. You can do whatever the heck you want to do. But at the end, justice is coming, baby. <laughs> right? And what do we see in America? Unequal justice. Ungodly government is unequal justice. God is justice. And un, uh, where God isn't is unequal justice. We have unequal justice because the one who grants the justice isn't around. Roger, your hand went up and went down, so may, evidently you're having your car. I was going to quickly say, I think in the area of flattery, it's the intention. If I'm saying things to you because I want something, that's probably flattery. Right. But if I'm affirming you, affirming yes. what God is doing in your life, maybe what you have done, I think that's a whole different ballgame because I would hate that we can never say anything positive no, no, about no, somebody. No, 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 no. I, I couldn't um, agree. I couldn't agree more. I could say Betty and I is. Think, one... I think sometimes. I think sometimes, like in your situation, sometimes it's good to know the background of a speaker just because you want the history or what's I his get, background. No, I get it. You know, if the yeah. intention is because because we want to be willing and able to affirm people. I I'm, I couldn't agree with you more. See, I could say Betty is just. Betty's just, Betty is so sweet. But I can't say Betty's the sweetest person in the world. I don't know that. Right? And so we just got, we just got to be careful. Yes, I, Roger, I couldn't agree more. I believe in affirmation. Let's, let's make our affirmation edifying and true. Edifying and true. Let's speak life into our young kids. Let's not tell them how great they are when they're not. But let's say, hey, David, Oh, David, you are going to be great. I'm not going to tell him he's great now. He isn't great now. Oh, David, God's going to do great things to you. That's the type of affirmation we give. Don't give false affirmation. Hey, you're not the best, all right? You're not the best. Man, you can be. I'd love to see you be the best. You ain't there yet. 
That, that's that's my point, Roger. Emma. Good morning, Coach. Hey, uh, morning, Tom. yeah, here on the farm, it's black and white to me. Love is a decision. I decide to love my wife. I can also decide not to love her. I have made the decision to love her. And love for us, you know, it's a decision. It, it isn't a heat cycle. It's not a rut season. Hmm. It, it's, it, it's, it's a mental, the mental strive to love the people around you for their betterment. And, you know, I'm here to protect my wife and to do all the things I need to do as a husband and a man. But it's a decision. Amen. God's love is a double-edged sword. One side's grace and mercy, and the other side is wrath and justice. Justice and judgment. <laughs> Amen. That's both ways. Amen. Amen. Hey, I got to run. I, look, just got a text from John Diamond. I'm going to be on with him the second half of his hour. If you want to join us there, Bridie on. I think his show's on at 9, which means, well, I'd be on at 9. I don't know. Is this show? John, I'm sorry. Hour 9.30. Uh, 9.30. I'll be on with him at 9.30. Praise the Lord. Hey! Love y'all. I'm just kidding. Love you, Coach. I'm not.